Welcome to Bible Fellowship Assembly Sunday Morning Messages. Today, Bruce Royal begins our series on prayer and addresses the question, Why does God want us to pray? Now, here's Bruce. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Vicki and the SSN team for um, giving us an introduction in terms of what uh, prayer can be about. Uh, we've mentioned that we're starting a new mini-series, and this mini-series will be looking at um, God wants us to pray. And the topics we'll be covering are God wants us to pray why, which is what we're looking at today. God wants me to pray how. God wants us to pray how. And then finally, God answers prayer, does he? Interesting questions. Interesting questions. And I have the pleasure of introducing God wants us to pray why this morning. Great question. It's so relevant, and when understood, it can be so life-changing. If we ask each one of you to prepare this message this morning, it'd be interesting the responses that we get and the reasons why we pray or why we should pray. I'm sure we get 30 or 40 different messages about this particular topic, and they'd all be different. And so, what you'll hear this morning is what God's given me. Not necessarily inclusively everything and all what should be in terms of why, but really what God's given me in terms of the reason. So before we start, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to pray and, and the, the, the realization that you do open up this, this communication that we can come to you. May you just speak through the words that are spoken today and touch hearts. In the name of Jesus, amen. Before asking the question, why pray, let's spend a little time on what prayer is. The what may actually help the why question of why we do pray. In questioning anything today, the most common re- response is, Google what is blank. Right? I was inclined to do that. But I declined. And I stepped out on the edge and I said, instead, I asked Bruce. Oh, wow, that's a dangerous place to look. But I asked Bruce, what is prayer? And I know that prayer really boils down to, as we learned in SSN, that it's communication with God. And that seems like the most simple and reasonable explanation, but then I thought, we're really communicating with God all the time. He is aware of our actions and nothing is really hidden from God. God is speaking to us all the time, whether we're aware of Him or whether we're aware of what He's saying. He wants us to speak to Him. So I concluded that it's more than simply communicating with God. As I thought deeper, I realized it's about our intentional communication with God. And the intention is initiated by us. 
God does not hold back on his willingness to want to talk to us. In fact, we're told in Revelation 3.20, he says there, he says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. Excuse me. Great verse that applies to prayer. Jesus is telling us that he is poised and he's standing ready at the door of communication. The door of fellowship. And all we need to do is open it. And he will come in and we'll enjoy a time together. It's a picture of like sharing a meal together. Talking together. Enjoying each other's company. Not rushing in or being distracted, but more so having this great time of being able to really listen and speak our minds and actually dialogue with God. This is a miraculous thing that Jesus says, come whenever you want. I'm always ready to talk to you. So back to why. Let's look at the first intentional conversation recorded in the Bible with God. And who was the first person to speak to God? And what do they say? That may further help us understand the why pray. And as it turns out, we go in the Bible. We don't have to go very far into the Bible. We turn over a few pages, in fact. We come to Genesis 3.8. And Genesis 3.8 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord among the trees in the garden. The scene is that God is in the garden in the cool of the day, walking in their midst. And I see a picture here that's not a unique visit, but a normal occurrence. When God is in the company of man and woman, and he is making himself available to them. We know what follows in that particular day, a very confronting and devastating conversation about sin and the consequences of what they'd done. Although the focus of that particular verse in that portion of Scripture is on the aspect of confronting sin and the consequences, today I'm looking at it through a different lens and noting different observations. Firstly, it was God's intention to come into the garden, to be in the presence of man and woman. We know that man and God share a language that enabled God and man to be able to speak together and to be understood, which is amazing. There is an assumption here that the conversation between man and God must be based on truth and transparency and complete honesty. And so, if you're going to have a relationship, the ideal relationship is based on truth, transparency, and complete honesty. It's in God's original design that we should have this privilege to speak to God and Him to us. 
It's part of the original design package by God to share our life together and have communion and communicate together. So back to the question, why pray? Why communicate with God? Because He's designed it that way. He has designed it in that way. God wants us to pray, yes. He's designed our relationship with Him that it's possible. Why pray is one of the biggest questions a Christian will ever encounter that will impact their lives. Although praying is not unique to the Christian faith, most religions of the world pray. And many to quite different gods or idols. And this tends to reinforce the conclusion that people are hardwired to reach out to communicate with God. We have a need to communicate with God. There is one true God, but there are many other false gods and idols that can be distracted, that that communication can be focused towards. But the yearning to communicate with God is within us. So not only are we designed to pray, but we're also invited to pray. Let's look at Isaiah 55. So we turn to our Bibles, to Isaiah 55. I'm going to read a couple of verses there. For the sake of time, we'll read 1 to 3 and verses 8 and 9. So Isaiah 55, verses 1 to 3. Come, all who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, Come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why? Spend money on what is not bread and labor on what does not satisfy. Listen to me. Listen to me. And eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the riches of fare. Give ear and come to me and hear me that your soul may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Then down to verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than yours. In verse 1, he says, Come, come, all who are thirsty. We have, as I said, this inner thirst that needs to be satisfied, this inner hunger that reaches out to God that needs to be quenched. In verse 1 he says, And you who have no money, come, buy, eat, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. It is not out of reach for anyone. No one can say that I didn't have the money and I didn't have the means to come to God in prayer. It's free and it's open to all. The currency is not dollars. It's not position. It's not prestige to come to God in prayer. The currency is willingness to come. Are we willing to come? Verse 2, he says, Why spend your money on what? 
is not bread and labor on what does not satisfy. Don't waste our time praying to false gods or expecting idols to hear. They're worthless and they are incapable of hearing or providing any nourishment or any satisfaction to our souls. And as a sidebar, when I say souls, I mean our will, our emotions, and our minds. And these are the things that make us unique of who we are. Everyone has a unique mind, emotion, and will. And it's those things that God speaks into that that resonate within us. Speaking to false gods or idols does nothing for our souls. It's like throwing something at the wall and expecting it to stick and it just falls right off. Verse 2, listen, listen to me and eat what is good. Prayer is largely about listening. This means not speaking or coming ready to do all the talking. Why focus on listening? Because God has something to say to us. Revelation 3.20 says, describes that picture of a meal together, being prepared to digest the words of God. His thoughts and His insights need to be digested. Verse 8 and 9, For my thoughts are your, not, your thoughts, neither your ways, your ways are your ways, and your heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. I'll never forget the first few words of the popular book, Purpose Driven Life. I've mentioned this before. The first few words of that book are, It's not about you. It's not about you. So, if you think you're going to dive into that book and it be about you, it's not about you at all. It's like that hymn we sang, Jesus is at the center. It's not about you. How profound a statement. Furthermore, it's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. We're confronted here in Isaiah 55, verse 2. It says, with the command, Listen, listen to me. Give ear to me. In other words, please, please listen to me. I want to reveal myself to you. I want you to know the reality of my presence. In response, when we accept, we are saying, Yes, Lord, I accept your gracious invitation. I desire the sweet fellowship of your Holy Spirit. The following verses I've mentioned before in communion and reflections and, and messages, because they resonate deep within me. Prayer is a catalyst to a deeper experience of these verses and more, which is the exact thing that God is calling us to. A deeper walk and communion with Him. Let us look at some deeper aspects of prayer. If you have your Bibles, I'll read this for you, but it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
verses 9 and 10. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 says this, However, as it is written, No eye hath seen, no ear hath heard, no mind hath conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. When we pray... God reveals to us the things of God, even the deep things of God. That dialogue is meant to reveal deeper aspects of Jesus to us. And it comes through prayer. It comes through the Word of God, but it also comes through prayer as He speaks to us. Verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says this, We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given to us. And so we find from verses 9 and 10 that He has revealed to us the things of God, but He's done it in such a way the Holy Spirit speaks to us that we may understand uniquely. Because we are unique, and the Spirit of God speaks uniquely to me. By God's standards, He is sovereign and all-knowing. And I'm Bruce. And I have this little pea brain. Right? You don't have to say right, but that's... (laughs) By comparison. But in order for Bruce to comprehend, the Spirit of God has to speak to Bruce that Bruce understands. And the Spirit of God knows how to speak that language in a way that he comprehends. Other people may get the same message differently that they may understand, but Bruce gets it a certain way. John 16, 13 and 14 says this, But when he, the Spirit of God of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking what is mine and making it known to you. So he reveals the truth. He helps us to understand. And he ensures that he guides you through that. So that you might know the truth of God. So you might know the insights of God. Meant for you. Meant to be revealed to you in prayer. What a holy thing. What an awesome thing. Prayer is an intense movement of the Holy Spirit. An intense movement of the Holy Spirit. Working in prayer. Doing what the Holy Spirit does best. Revealing Jesus to us. The fundamental purpose of prayer is an invitation to know Him deeper. The profound question of why pray is now shifting towards do we want to know Him deeper? So, in our look of why pray, we've concluded thus far we are designed to pray. We're also invited to pray. And we discover also that prayer is a pathway to worship. By connecting with God 
through prayer and growing deeper in our love and understanding of Him, we worship Him. I'll repeat that. By connecting with God through prayer and growing deeper in our love and understanding of Him, we worship Him. What do I mean when I say prayer is a pathway to worship? First, what is true worship? At times we describe the singing portion of the service as a time of worship. And it is. But it's only part of what worship is about. The Apostle Paul described true worship perfectly. In, in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, he said, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Paul starts with a plea, begging us, urging us, challenging us, doing anything he can in view of God's mercy that we might offer ourselves. Offering ourselves to God. Making ourselves available to God. Opening the door of Revelation 3.20 and stepping in completely. Offering ourselves as that living sacrifice. This intently pleases God as our spiritual act of worship. Choosing God over self. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's all about Him. Up until this moment of our study together of why pray, we looked at it primarily from God's perspective. His offer, invitation to us. He's designed us to pray, given us the language, <clears throat> excuse me, and means to communicate. He's also invited us to come and open Himself up so we can understand and hear His thoughts. He's promised to reveal deep things to us that are not of this world but of a spiritual realm. It now comes down to our response, our decision, our choice to reach out and have communion with God, to make a conscious decision to enter into His space. That decision, desire, response, is at the very heart of worship. The key to understanding the passage in Romans 12, 1 and 2, in the context of today's message, Why Pray?, is this. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new and becoming new because our mind is being renewed. And as we pray, God speaks to us. And he speaks intently and uniquely to us. He reveals himself in such a way that we are drawn to him. And in that is the heart of worship. 
because we say it's not about us, it's all about you, Lord. And in that swirls the spiritual appreciation that all of us can, can lift our hands up and say, thank you, Lord. And that can be a moment-by-moment daily exposure, daily experience that we experience in the heart of prayer. And so, prayer is a pathway to renewing the mind. Last verse for today, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things. That's a promise of God. Completely dependent upon our faith to believe, trust, and act upon. The promises await the faithful. So in conclusion, God wants us to pray. Why? Well, a few reasons are these. We're designed that way. Don't tell a hammer to print paper. Tell a hammer to hammer nails and it'll be happy. Tell a printer to print paper. Tell a printer to hammer nails. Well, we are designed like the hammer to hammer nails. We are designed to pray and communicate with God. That's in us. We can't default away from that. That's humanly what God has placed within us. We are invited, divinely invited to come. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, we also discover prayer is a pathway to worship. And so let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness to us and we thank you, Lord, for revelation of who you are. We pray, Lord, that we'd be a praying people. We pray, Lord, that we would spend countless time and hours, Lord, just beseeching you to draw close to us as we draw close to you. We thank you for your promises. We thank you, Lord, that you have provided for us this avenue of communication. We know, Lord, that you love us to communicate with you. And we thank you that you do hear our prayers. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for the next Sunday morning message from Bible Fellowship Assembly. Visit us on the web at bfa.church, where you will find our physical address and contact information. We'd love to see you if you are in the Timmins area, or drop us a line at info at bfa.church. Until next time.